the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome back to Millburgers, or welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. At, we're live here at Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604. What's that? We're live here for a little while. Yeah, at least till 2. And then, you know, then we scurry home as fast as possible. <laughs> uh, but we encourage you to come on out, ask your gardening question in person, or just uh, visit. Lots of beautiful plants here. Oh, yeah. Uh, lots of vinca in front of me. And the, the, the Ruelia, dwarf Ruelia. Oh, yeah, look at that. It started to bloom. It really quite different when it's blooming. If you uh, are looking for a ground cover, that, a low-growing ground cover that can tolerate the shade, but that's really well with the sun. And it'll bloom in the shade, too. Yeah. And, and I, I, the color is a nice lush green, too. Yeah. Very, very drought-tolerant. If you don't water them, they'll sometimes retreat a bit, but the minute there's water available, yeah. they're, they're back. They're very drought tolerant. Yeah. And Trace must have been, I'm looking for them, Trace must have been paying attention to you last week and all your suggestions of Angelonia because he put them on sale this week. Well, I saw several uh, trailer loads. Oh, man. Am I too late? They look good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I always, that. When we first uh, considered Angelonia, which was, I don't know what, six or seven years ago, it, it always struck me as it was kind of the blooms were kind of hidden. <laughs> but, you know, it did a nice mass planting. Oh, yeah. But, gosh, some of these were pretty spectacular as individuals, too. <clears throat> I'll have to look for them. I'll have to. Where were they? Where were they for sale? I think they're out there, right? Well, I, yeah. are you sure they're not right there with the, the Is that white them? and the lavender? Is that them right there, the white and the lavender? One, two, three, four, five rows down, yeah. Okay. In front of I remember. That looks like, these these look smaller than the ones I, there were some bigger ones too. Okay. I don't know where they are. We'll ask Trace when he comes up. But I remember too, it's funny how people change their mind. When Paul Cox first talked about the uh, frog fruit, how much you made fun of him, Calvin. (laughs) Well, no, Calvin was not the one that gave Paul a hard time about the frog. Yeah, there you go. Now he's embraced it. Is that is that it right there? The purple and the red. What is that? That's porterweed. Oh, is that? I'm okay. Oh, porterweed was what I meant. I'm sorry. What did I say? Frog Frog fruit. fruit? No, porterweed. When you made fun of Paul. You know that. That that, was Jerry mostly. (laughs) I know. I was just ignoring them both as I normally do. (laughs) That's pretty though. Oh, but now now it's one of my favorite plants. Yeah. Yeah. And I I I like describing it as weird. (laughs) Because I mean the Jerry 
keeps reminding us how the the colors are spectacular. Oh yeah. And then the nectar is potent. Yeah. You, you can tell that well, just by the response of the pollinators and the hummingbirds. I just feel sorry for the pollinators that it's only got one one little bloom on the spike. Yeah, but they, and they have to. They, it's like they it, get they get in a line there <laughs> to get at. It must it must uh, re, re, refill the poly, the uh, nectar because a, you're the, right. the uh, birds and I mean the hummingbirds and everything keep coming, coming to back. that one single bloom and they keep coming back. They and mine they just keep going down the row. It's like yeah, I've been gone ten minutes, so now it's time <laughs> to go. Another thing they do, Jerry, especially the the red, it. Uh, Fills out really quickly. Oh yeah, like ten, you know, uh, seven days, seven ten days, and this this uh, relatively small plant. Uh, yeah, that red's a good one. It'll have, uh, you know, maybe it's got five or six uh, bloom stalks, but in that uh, ten days, it's going to have t- twenty bloom stalks, and yeah. it, it ma- makes a really nice plant on the patio. Full sun. I, I wonder if you put red and that blue together would they come would they have a preference i wonder uh, i they're they're different sides so i've never really done that i can i kind of yeah but but uh i just based on the what i see in my garden i th- i think they like the red the best yeah well but, the the blue the spike is a lot larger oh, yeah, lot it's longer now uh, yeah this well, I was going to say that the the blue probably gets the edge on the landscape value, but just barely over the red. Yeah, but if you're look at there, there's a little there's a bumblebee right. There. <laughs> yeah, if you uh, if you want want to uh, if you're doing something on a patio, then you want the smallness of the red. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know which one. Paul and them were selling over at the botanical garden. I don't, rem- I don't remember. Maybe, maybe uh, somebody back in those days were that were working with them uh, could call in and say which one they had. Uh, yeah, that would be interesting to know a little yeah. more in that history. Since we since we can't beat Paul up about it anymore, <laughs> it's 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 sad that. Uh, he didn't live to see us come around, you know. Yeah. We could call his wife Michelle, but yeah. she would giggle. Yeah. Uh, because uh. She, she she teased Paul more than we did about uh. his uh, weird uh, taste and plans. There you go. Well, 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866 8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. My, my buddy Neil let me down again this uh, week. Yeah, he wrote such a nice, glowing <laughs> email about your pictures. I don't know. I and now you got to pick on him. <laughs> Clearly, Neil does not no. listen to this show. <laughs> no, Neil writes uh, gardening this weekend, June 9th. That's this week. I've put together a list of things. I'm going to try to get done now before it turns really hot oh. hmm. for the next 10 to 12 weeks. Uh, thanks, Neil. 
Well, that's uh, he's talking you about. A, he's talking about now? a. He's talking about a normal summer. <laughs> but you know, when I when I see that, uh, if you uh, look at the weather where they have this whole state map in it, it always looks to me like the the rest of the state is getting blasted by by this heat. Too. Yeah. Is that not the case? Somebody? No, that that seems to be that. Yeah. When I looked at the uh, severe weather, San Antonio was considered. Um, kind of medium severe, and then as you went, I mean, we've only set seven records, huh? Yeah, <laughs> and then as you went up north, like to north and west, it got it was considered more severe, more severe heat. It's uh, hotter in Austin than in Milton. Yes, it is. Wonder why it's hotter in Austin. Don't know. <laughs> don't don't make Dennis mad. You need Dennis to help you. Uh, He'd probably agree with uh, me. He might now. Okay. <laughs> it's not a flattering comment about Austin. <laughs> Do you, I was just wondering why. The, we have all these listeners in Austin, and you're gonna you're gonna make them angry. Hey, I, we got Ray on the line though. Let's talk to Ray real quick. Okay. Hey Ray, he's got a philodendron question. Philodendron. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. How's your philodendron, Ray? Yeah, it's doing super good. Um, good. Here's my question. Um, I've got it in full shade. It's outside on the front porch. Um, it's in a pot that's uh, 16 inches deep, 22 inches across the top. Wow, a little bit. Good. It narrow. It narrows down at the bottom a little bit, you know. Okay. But I mean, it's got lots of room. But here's my question: Does it eventually outgrow that pot to where I have to pull that plant and split it in half, or that's will good. it continue to? to yeah, the root system is going to fill that pot pretty quick. You know, it's it's all a little but, bit of different terminology, though. It won't force you to do that. Yeah. It'll, it'll take advantage of whatever you provide it, but uh-huh. it'll survive with whatever you provide it to. But it'll uh, encourage you to give it more space. <laughs> when it, when it so gets how, that how message, does it encourage me? Uh, it, you have to water it more often. I see. Okay. And uh, when it it develops that larger root system, it can if it's if it's large enough and old enough, it may come a time that the water won't penetrate the root system. So what you yeah no the, the water is getting to where the water is getting to where it runs out pretty quick. So it's yeah, full roots right. right now, but it's a yeah. huge plant. I mean it, it it's doing really well. Um, uh, what you can do. Uh, when it gets bigger, or if it gets, you want it to stay about the same size. Yeah, is what, I is do. what we call root prune it. Okay. Now, and uh, that that's uh, running a sharp instrument <laughs> down the. Uh, <laughs> rather than you can knock it out of the pot and do it, but you say yours is a great big one. Yeah. So uh, what you want to do is just. Uh, about every two, two or three inches, take a, sar- a sharp instrument, go uh-huh. down to the side of it uh, where, the, where it hits the pot, the roots hit uh-huh. the pot, and uh-huh. uh, just go down in there as deep as you can to cut those roots. And then you, and then you might want to uh, wiggle it back, the, the knife, uh, wiggle it back into the root system. So I don't understand, where, where are you pruning the roots at? If you're running a knife two to three inches down along the wall of the pot? or Right, away? right, along the wall of the pot. Okay. Now, see, Jerry mentioned that that's a big container you're talking about. 
uh, we used to show people on the TV, but we would just pull them out of a more reasonable. Yeah. Set. And yeah. You, we we would just have a kind of a, oh, like a bread knife with the rough edges, right. and you just take a an inch all the way around. Yeah, there you go. And some of them were hard, and <laughs> and then and that's when you reverted to the just. Piece. Oh, okay. So you take an inch all the way around it. You, you can, don't. You, you don't, can. Yeah. Or you well, just split well, it. But, yeah, but I think as big as yours is, you just want to split them. Split, split them. it every okay. two to three inches. Well, that's terrible. Then, then I have no place to put the other half. That's that's the thing. Um, <laughs> uh, well, but, you won't you won't take a half of it. You just prune root prune the one, the plant that you have to slow its yeah. growth. Yeah, but that, what I'm saying is the piece I got cut off. I you know I've got no place to put it, so I'd have to throw it away. That's that's a shame. You're not okay. cutting anything off. Give, give, give the other thing. You're you just do, cutting through the root system. You must have a list of uh, future gifts to give uh, for birthdays. <laughs> no, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, you know. Just okay, so I, I'm a little confused. Y'all, y'all, y'all straighten me out. Yeah, you're saying root pruning. When you say root pruning, I'm thinking you're taking some of the plant away. When I split no. it, I'm taking some of the plant away. No, and you're, you're just no. cutting okay. the root. You're just uh, ser- severing the roots. At the bottom or all the way around the side? All the way around the side. All the way around the side, gotcha. About two okay. to three inches. Right as, deep, as deep as your knife will go and as much as you can put it, put it toward the center of the root ball. Okay. So you're okay. So you're cutting like a, a circle all the way around, two to three inches around the pot, from the pot wall to the plant. To no, the you're not cutting a circle. You you're cutting a. Uh, you're you, making a slice into the root system you from can, the pot. You can make a circle, but that'd be tougher than heck on that big pot you're talking about. Yeah, that's going to be that, a hell. With the philodendron roots. Yeah. So it's easier just to take the whole blasted thing out and split it, I think. Uh, no, it's like not easy. That's not it's easy. Not easy. <laughs> it's not. Unless you've got a good, strong spouse. <laughs> no. Those, those, things, um, those things are heavy. Those root balls are heavy. Yeah, and it's a beautiful plant. Hey, I've got yeah. two other questions, but I thought probably Trace is the only one that can answer this, but I'm going to ask you all real quick. Um, I wanted to know, I wanted to get a hold of a pallet of the FJ Select, and when I call, they say they don't have any. They don't know when they're going to have any. Um, mm. I called uh, one of the growers in Austin, um, which would be the closest one. The other one's in Houston, and the one in Austin has got it. So I'm wondering why he's not, why he doesn't have that FJ Select. Is it? Like no longer recommended for some reason. No, or? we they said we sell so much of it. It's a for relatively new grass with a right. lot of good characteristics. Right. So uh, it we sell a lot of it. The same same reason we don't have Floritan. Well, no, they what they said was is they weren't going to get any, and they didn't know when they were going to get any more. But the grower yeah. in Austin has it. So well, yeah, it's a better call for him. Yeah. Yeah, okay. just, just um, talk to him. Yeah, and then I wanted to ask him also, or maybe you all know, the uh, pebble stone splash blocks that he used to carry, um, you know, for gutters, for the water that comes out of the gutters. He's not carrying those anymore. And Oh, the crescent... do me a favor on this. It's probably better because okay. I don't know the, all the reasoning. And, I, you know, so just call here again and just say, hey, listen, 
Uh, can I you will. have Trace okay. call me? Call the nursery again and have to say have Trace call you because. Okay, so just call stationing. Okay. Or, or you well, can, well, no, you call the nursery. Why, or you can why, listen. Why are you, uh, well, uh, I mean, the, 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 the thing, we've had questions like this every single day, and part yeah. of it is this, uh, the supply thing. Yeah. There's no. Trace now. And, yeah, uh, and I'm, so I'm just wondering if, you if, get, he, if, if he if knows if whether or not he's going to be. Trace gets access to one-third of the supply. Yeah, that may be. And if I you understand. sell all-third of it, that doesn't mean you get somebody else's all the time. There okay. I, I was just, I was just minute, curious whether he, he was ever going to have it again. Um, okay. Right. Hold on. Do we need to take a break, Milton? No, we don't. Actually. Uh, he's, try, he's trying to find the uh, access to. Pebble stone. No, well. Oh, FJ Select. And he says, says that one of the, the grower in Austin and the grower in Houston has it. But why don't we have it? So there's only two people that have the patent. One is Millburgers, which can't harvest any right now, and anybody else he sold the patent to. So the only other one I know of is a more local spot, and it hasn't recovered either, and it's on a sand base instead of clay. So okay. I don't have an answer. Uh, okay, so you're waiting for the grower to get his stuff together to... to right, so we, we don't know that... I mean, we're not the grower, so we're going to assume right. it's not blocking or it hasn't filled back in, or even the most likely is over-harvested. So if they've, okay. cut, if they've cut and cut and cut... Do you know how a sod farm works? Where they leave like a... It's called a ribbon. So they literally leave two inches of soil with grass and cut the strip out, and then that grass has to grow back out, fill over that gap for them to be able to make the next cut. Okay. So it's just basically the grower that you usually get it from doesn't have it right now. That's all it is. So you're going to continue right. to carry it. Right. Oh, I thought as soon, as, as, soon as they turn it on, we're, we'll have it. And things okay. change every day. So they'll take something off. They'll put something back right. on. Is that a wish list thing that he could do? Uh, that's a call every Thursday or Friday till we okay. say yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, and two other items that I bought from you that I need more of: um, the pebble stone splash blocks and the orange crescent stepping stones. I manufacturer bought some of those went out from of you. Manufacturer went out of business. Probably never see them again. Yeah. Hmm. Really? Yep. Wow. <laughs> oh my. Oh, that's a shame. That's a. That's Before a shame. COVID. Those were, oh wow! Really? Those yes. Huh. Before COVID, wow. Yep. The biggest yeah, supplier for the United States, uh, or actually second biggest, uh, first biggest has gone too. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, very limited in what you can get in stepping stones unless you want to buy 18 pallets or something. <laughs> and, then, right. and then I can get it custom made, but uh, I don't know anybody that buy 18 pallets or something. Right, right. So we'll never see it again, probably. Okay. Uh, my my well, answer I, would be find a trash can lid the same size. Uh-huh. No, make your and pour your own. Pour your own, yeah, or Slabs. something else. Use something else. Okay. Oh, uh, darn. Okay. <laughs> that, uh, that breaks my heart not being able to get my hands on on. Do you drink? More of those. Uh. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Time, it sounds like it's time to get get the. Uh, the Irish whiskey out, right? Oh yeah. no! Think of no, just not. think of the alternatives, some of which Trace has mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Is that okay. An officially recommended. Uh, uh, what are they supposed to say before the opinions of the yes, host are purely one. their own? Yeah. Yes, that one. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Ray. All right. Good luck, Bye-bye. Ray.
All right. Well, what's going on, Trace? Well, we got you here before we go to break. What's going on? I figured I was bad timing. Your timing's again. not bad. No, that was perfect for that one. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you got to talk to him. Um, what's going on here? Before? Uh, my crepe myrtles are finally starting to kick into bloom. Yeah. Oh, here at the nursery? Yeah. Oh, that's good. So you can, I mean, best time to buy a crepe myrtle is when you can actually see the color. Pictures are great, but seeing it in front of you is the best. Well, that can't be. Milton's been telling us crepe myrtle's been blooming for weeks. Uh, weeks. <laughs> uh, I would agree my, on the Natchez end. I would probably not so agree. The Natchez is the white? Yeah. Okay. But, what yeah, throughout them. Through, uh, we've got the... Uh, the red is the only one I've seen. Yeah, and then sort of that hot pink. Is that red that you have blooming out there, or is that no, pink? that's pink. That's pink. Okay, so... Uh, we should get some pink there. velour that... I think that's the, one of the prettiest new... Fairly new colors. Um, and we hadn't had that all year till now. And Calvin was uh, commenting the Angelonia is on sale. It is. Yep. And there's some over there, and there's he said he saw some... Are there some bigger ones, too? Two different types. There's some bigger pots okay. scattered yeah. around. Not, on, not were, on sale. For sale, but not on sale. Okay. They were spectacular. When, you know, we talked about how well they work in a, a, a platter, you know, a Thank flat you, planting area. But these <laughs> well, that I saw, he, they were snow, uh, showy just like snapdragons. Almost. Yeah. Well, you know what the nickname of that plant Snap, is? Uh, Summer, Summer snapdragon. Yeah. So, um, that's what I replaced my my mailbox planter with. Uh, that had the stock that finally gave up. Oh, we, you went with him. We and went they, with Angelonia. Do you have deer? Uh, the only deer around my house is my wife. Oh, oh. and she doesn't eat the. I, I sure hope not. Yeah. <laughs> but Jerry, yeah, that's unlike it. Jerry, she's not grazing in your yard. No. Well, I'm. I was uh, just verifying. As far as we know, it's deer proof. But gosh, though, they were uh, so showy that that would. People, more oh, people yeah. need to use those. That's pretty. I got a there, note. I got a note from Dennis about the caladiums, which you still have the, some over there. The caladiums or the uh, cannas? The cannas. Pointed cannas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't don't hear what I say. Hear what I point at. Nope. Well, that's <laughs> that does great for the people on the radio. Yeah. That's why we had to correct it. Dennis wrote. Uh, during the Sunday show, last Sunday, I believe y'all were giving Jerry a hard time about eating certain types of lilies. Never. I don't, you I, 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 I don't See, remember our, that. That doesn't sound our, familiar our, at all. Our listeners. No, no, that's Dennis. That's not our listeners. Uh, <laughs> he's, out, he's on the team. Yeah, he's on the team. Uh, said, I think y'all wanted to know if the canna lilies were edible. And then he gave me two links that uh, describes eating not the, I was interested in the bloom, but uh, it seems like uh, part the leaves and roots and all those types of things are uh, edible. But they, they don't mention. I could see the leaves being used like you would corn shucks, yeah, that's or true. Ba- or bananas, or root beer plant for that matter. <laughs> you know, rolling up something masa e and yeah. is that a word masa e? It is now, by okay. golly. <laughs> masa e. Okay, masa e. Okay. Uh, and cooking, I could see, I could see that. Yeah, they say rich in calcium, iron, and phosphorus. High in vitamin B1, B2, and C. If a caterpillar would like it, 
There's no reason it's not good for you, I guess. Beneficial for weight loss. Great for the skin. What is what is the? Uh, so you could forego the eating part of that and grab the caterpillar and get all those benefits. Yeah. I, well, I and wonder, and I some just, protein at the same time. I was just wondering about that. And promotes heart health. So, so anyway. All right. So uh, have we have we have we got a secret audience that's into yeah that's the vegetarian or a bloom there's some kind of <laughs> Jerry's bloom so what, what I hear is Jerry's always hungry before he comes to the show there and doesn't, you go. doesn't get anything to eat yeah <laughs> the young well, you know they, before the pandemic he was going to start the edible plant society <laughs> the young as roots. long as their meeting is not here I'm okay with <laughs> yeah that. that's okay yeah well maybe they can buy them here and the then. young young roots can also be harvested and used as vegetable as a vegetable. We can use the large leaves for presentation. That's what you talk about. Instead of a, a, of a plate of when serving little canopies. I don't know. Although gardeners canopies canopies yeah. Although gardeners enjoy Hi. the odd flowers. Nature really intended them to attract pollinators containing nectar and pollen such as bees and hummingbirds. But uh, so they're, 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 they still don't replace day, day flowers. But thank right. you, Dennis, for sending me. Thank you, Dennis. All right, let's take a quick break. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Bullverde Road on 930 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Uh, thanks to Al for doing that for me. Here we're gonna went and saw the musical Beautiful, which is the music of Carol King, and the, the music's great. The show's fun. Uh, people standing up, clapping, singing along to songs they knew. It's very cool over at the Majestic. Oh, I thought. I wonder where our gardening show went. Well, it's it's coming back. I'm just telling why the music we were playing was so. So I thought we kind of. <laughs> Have some fun and feature some of that music because everybody had so much fun at the Majestic. I wanted our listeners to have fun listening to it, too. There All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Are you going to ask Trace to come over here and explain that white plumbago to you? Oh, I was just pointing it out to Jerry. <laughs> it just started. I, Milton and I were looking at it, and we said, That's, that it, can't be it looked white Plumbago. Yeah, everything looked like white plumbago except the fullness of the plant full of blooms. And it was like, okay, but it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's very nice. Yeah. I'm Did you see it? Could you? Yeah. Okay. Now that, I can go get one for you if you like. No. Okay. Now, that that one I would be, uh, you know, in blue plumbago, I don't hesitate to plant that in yeah. a little more sun. But I think think that one morning sun would be the way it, have you had good luck with that ever any place, Jerry? Well, uh, we made a selection of a white, uh, very pro- prolific blooming white plumbago uh, that we found out of out of uh, was bred by 
are selected by James Spivey mm-hmm. when he was working out at Color Spot. And uh, so when he left Color Spot, they were going to throw away all the flumbagos, so mm. I, that's what I put on <laughs> in my lower bed. And I really had forgotten. They'd been down there 15, 20 years. And so I'd really forgotten that there was a, a white in there, several whites. And we we made cuttings and, and sold the plant. And it it would bloom prolifically in the greenhouse, that white did. The reason we never had talked much about white for the blue is because the white that they had never would bloom as well as the blue. Oh, gosh, yeah. That's, no, but this is this, right this now. This looks almost like the blue. Yeah, yeah. this is comparable, but. You, you, it would be a bit of an experiment because uh, yeah. the white is, uh, just like Jerry's described, yeah. uh, the white, white doesn't always perform as well as the blue. But, boy, does this one look good. <laughs> yeah, we need to plant them together and see, what, see if they – I don't know where this selection came from. I don't think it's the one from my backyard. But uh, – <laughs> and, uh, of course, I hadn't been watering my backyard or down there by the where the plumbago are and uh all the grass has died around it but the uh and my poor little horse are to me your hope, horse are gone I, I hope i don't upset evelyn evelyn <laughs> but anyway uh but she it, evelyn doesn't care much about the horse herb i don't think but she thinks a lot of you so <laughs> she doesn't want you to you know if, it, if that's be, what it takes appreciating her horse herb <laughs> maybe she will i okay. don't know <laughs> and, all right and oh. then neil wrote that scathing article about it about horse herb yeah, yeah. i hope you gave him what the what for <laughs> i've been the, thinking about it what's that i've been thinking about it okay you should <laughs> Neil's, but, you know, Neil's. Uh, but anyway, that thing burst out into brilliant, uh, full glory, the blue and the white, with no water. Huh. And it had been shredded back to the ground. Huh. Is that now, recently? That's now, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe this is, uh, <laughs> the weather is perfect for it. Oh, yeah. Hey, what's up? Did you want to ask it on the air? Sure. Okay, grab the mic. He'll be on the air with us, and. Uh, we'll see if we can't help you. What's okay. going on? Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas Radio Show. What's going on, sir? Can yep, you sure. Oh, okay. So um, I two years ago, I purchased a bald cypress. It was about a 45-gallon, I believe. And uh, in my yard, uh, y'all actually planted it for, for, no, for me. Millburgers did. We're with the radio show, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, cool. um, so since then, it's still alive, but... I water it regularly, and it just seems to be, like, have really small leaves. So I guess the heat, especially right now, is stressing it. And it is turns there, yellow. It's got yellow. It's turned yellow, honey. No, it's actually, the, the small leaves are green. It's just, they're not, it's not full. And so I was thinking, I don't know if there's something that I can do to kind of help supplement. How much, how much do you water when you water it? So right now I'm watering it daily, by hand. And for for fifteen minutes, a or? good yeah, fifteen twenty minutes. What if what if Jerry and I have talked about the, what what if you did it, uh, let the hose run on it for an hour and a half once a week? 
Because I'm a little afraid. We've we've seen this quite often. I'm a little afraid that there'll just be a surface wetting, and the 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 root there, and there. Of course, bald cypress are especially right sensitive to that. But you you might want to you might want to just try that. Uh, you don't have to do it every day unless you get some satisfaction out of the. <laughs> <laughs> no, because there's and it, no shade back there, so yeah. not really. Um, how long did you? How, how long has it been planted? Uh, two years. Okay. Two years. Okay. And I mean, it survived the freeze. Yeah. You know, it's done well. I mean, it's it's again still alive. Um, but I just wanted to see if there was anything to just to verify, verify dig a little bit in there. Too and see if you don't have a um, a moist layer and a and a dry layer. That's a good okay. And then then if you do you know that that'll even contribute to it if you break the soil up a little bit. But then then you you give it that long dose. What is that? I, I guess that how big is the trunk? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're thinking the tree hugger? Yeah, that might be. Yeah. There's a tree hugger sprinkler that they sell here that wraps around, it opens up, and then closes. And they uh, have found a lot of success with doing, like, really efficient watering using it because you just turn it up as little. After two years, how long, How big is the – how far should he go out? Because you could do, like, the root ball or he could go out maybe a little further? You should yeah. do the root ball. Yeah, the root ball. Okay. I suspect the root, root ball is about that big. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Bigger. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a – 45 gallons, so it's, oh, I think when geez. it was planted, it was about, I mean, that wide, maybe? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was the, yeah. the size of the bucket, maybe like that. Yeah. I, so, I put it to and it's called the tree hugger? Yeah, yeah. and you'll see them at <laughs> okay. Or just ask somebody. A drip a drip line works, too, around there. So when you say the tree hugger, are there instructions, or do I leave the tree hugger on once a day for a certain number of minutes? Oh, uh, Again, I do the... Do the one, once a week and really give it a, a dose. For an hour and a half? Yeah, hour and a half. Okay. Or, ten, you know, two One hours. More. Two hours at the beginning. To water that ball. Yeah. That big ball. All the way down, I, yeah. I doubt if it's gotten many roots out of that ball. So you're watering <laughs> yeah. the root ball, just yeah. like they did here. Okay. At the nursery. All right. Yeah. Do a little, just do a little exploring and probing just to verify it. Okay. Cool. Thank you very much. I really appreciate all the help. Thanks, man. Good luck with that. Tell us how it goes. I will. Uh, Carmen is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Carmen. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing? Oh, just fine. Good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon. We, um, I was just listening, (laughs) I was just listening to you all and, and I heard Jerry recommend that for the huge root bond, you know, these trees are inside to cut one inch around the rim to get to the, cut out some of the roots. And I wondered if that would work for every indoor plant that one had that was big, like a Hawaiian pine. Oh, that's a good question. Oh, yeah. Hawaiian pine, a vica tree. I've got two of those that are 20 years old that are pretty big and i notice that i water them but nothing comes out at the nothing comes out <laughs> on the bowl so i know they're pretty root bound yeah uh yeah that'll work on house plants as well 
Now, what, what did I recommend? Tell me what I recommend. You, you recommended you that one cut along the rim of the pot, one to two inches, cutting the roots. Yeah. Okay. This. <laughs> I can't, I'm having trouble explaining this, man. Yeah. Basically, you're taking a knife. This friend or plant now? Just, I'm catch, <laughs> yeah. catching, catching Calvin up because he was and answering you, the question. And you, you put it, jab it down into the root ball uh-huh. along the pot, along right. where the pot is. Along the rim. R- along, yeah, adjo- where the root ball joins the rim. Inside sure. the soil. Inside the, inside the pot. Sure, uh-huh. And, you, okay. and, you, and then you da- jam it straight down far as your little knife will go and you cut around cut well no you don't cut around you cut into the root ball you and then and then you follow your cut along the edge of the pot yeah we we used to cut around i mean it depends on how how tough your root your root ball is and how big but you can if you can pull the whole plant out and use a like a, a bread knife that's got the the edges, you can. There you go. You can take a, like an inch all the way around, or or you'll almost accomplish what Jerry's talking about. Even if you get most, you know, pieces of it, it doesn't have to be yeah. perfect. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you just put a, just replace it with some good soil. potting soil. Yeah. Yeah, but but you don't have to pull the pot out if you do what I'm telling you. Right. Well, you okay. jam the knife down, yeah, as far as you can, and then cut into the root ball. Okay. Then move move the knife around <laughs> two to three inches, and do the same thing all the way around that pot. So you're you're kind of describing like a starburst effect. You got the root ball, and then lines are there. You go running perpendicular to the. Um, to the the rim, is that yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Don't make me slap you, man. Well, because uh, <laughs> well, because other people were thinking you just wanted them to keep cutting in a circle. Well, that's what Calvin was talking. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm that sorry. works too. Oh, okay. But, but what you're after, and Jerry's trying to figure out a uh, an easier way to do it, and uh, depends on how tough the roots are. Mm-hmm. Some sure. of those roots are very difficult yeah. to cut, but if you can get little pieces of them. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, a bonsai kind of thing. There you go. That's exactly where they do bonsai. Yeah. Well, that's clever, and I think that's very <laughs> wonderful, and it's a great idea. I thank you very much. You're uh, welcome. Thanks for calling. Thank Sorry we couldn't explain. Yeah, anytime you want to compliment us again, just call. Yeah, <laughs> just feel free. <laughs> we, we'll reserve a time for you every day if you would like. Thanks, Thanks. Carmen. Thanks. You take care. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we'll talk to James. He's got a shade question right after this, 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 
featuring music from Carol King today because of the musical that's in town, beautiful. We've got James on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey there, James. Thanks for waiting. How can we help you? Hey, my wife was a Carol King uh, fan, so that show's in town. Maybe I need to pick up some tickets. If you say oh, she'd good. love it. She'll be singing with uh, every single she, tune. She'd, she'd love it. She'd love it. I'd, I'd tolerate it. No, it'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, I got a question. Just this morning, um, I, I put up a shade cloth on the west end of my patio. I'm trying to do something about this heat. It's unbearable. It's yeah. uh, 12 by 8 shade cloth. Now, on that end of the patio, I have my blue plumbago, pride of Barbados, and that little miniature rose, and uh, all blooming. Um, is Will they get enough light through that shade cloth, or am I going to have to move those plants? I think I they'll be that. okay. You I think, think they'll, they'll be, be okay. okay. Yeah. Okay, because the sun was really hot on those plants, too. I was having to water them twice a day. Um, okay, second question um, I thought about while I was on hold. My southern magnolia looked really bad uh, not real bad but the leaves before it shed its leaves last couple of weeks ago uh shed all the old leaves and it only bloomed twice in may which was odd um so i was a little worried about it so i, I pumped the water to it it's it's watered real good now it's got all new leaves on it and it's got two blooms on it now in june which is, i don't remember it ever blooming in june before but the the blossoms are real small so is that fertility? Is that just the heat, lack of that's moisture, or what do you think? That, the heat? Pr- probably a combination. Yeah, it's confused. <laughs> it's confused. Okay, so what should I do? Just, just keep watering it? Yeah. Yeah. Go, go Try to try to go into a, a maintenance mode where you, don't, where you get enough water to keep it moist but not to stimulate a lot of extra growth. Yeah. Yeah, I think I haven't been watering it frequent enough although when i do water it i water it thoroughly so yeah. how often should i water this tree it's an established tree it's been in the ground over a decade so oh, okay. every two weeks or every week i don't want to overwater it but um what, what think, would you recommend I, I, jerry might do it more than i would but i would uh, every two weeks seems reasonable to me yeah. to, a fair, fairly an generous established tree yeah okay every two weeks all right all right, now, I now appreciate Jane, it. James, why, yes, did, you, why did you plant a mar- mar- magnolia? Uh, my wife likes it. Oh, I had one before. Wow. My, my wife, I, we had one at my other house that was just majestic, beautiful tree. So when I moved a few miles away, I planted another one, but it's been really slow growing this one yeah, here. But yeah. it, look, it looks nice, but uh, it just hasn't performed well this, this You know, that, that that is the description of... Uh, we always ask why. Why did you plant the magnolia? And they say, "Well, we've got one in the neighborhood there that really looks go. beautiful." And then when you do a, a real detailed examination, most of those planted do not survive to that state. Right. But the few do, and they're so beautiful that it stimulates <laughs> others to plant. And, and the good news or the bad news, however you want to look at it. Uh, uh-huh. That last, the drought we had, the last, what is it, 2011, took them out. Yeah. Took them all out. Uh, let ones. me see. Well, this this tree was planted probably right before then, so it, it went through that one as well. So. Yeah, but you watered uh, the hell out of it. Yeah, I've got well water, so I'm going to, I guess I need to just put some more water to it because it's not going to rain anytime soon, apparently. Yeah, you know where those are native? Uh, Mississippi uh, so East. 
Mississippi. Mississippi. I know. I know. East. Yeah, I was going to say Georgia, Mississippi. There you yeah, go. Yeah, lots of them in New Orleans. Yeah, they get a little rain oh. there. No, do they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you you can see them. They're beautiful. The flowers at the top of the floodwaters. Uh, uh, man, when it's is that fifty inch rain zone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know well let me ask you another question on that <laughs> magnolia tree. The one I had before, old time. I used to put a product called Ironite on it, and it did well. This tree I have here, the only thing I fertilize it with is that 1959. Should I be putting something else on it? Or, I mean, it's green. Well, well not. It's just, uh, it's growing really slow. Not ironite. If you want to use an iron product, use uh, Iron Plus. Iron, iron Plus. Iron there you Plus. go. It's got nitrogen and uh, got uh, available. Um, Available iron in it. Is there, you, we, know, you really don't want to over fertilize it, though. I oh, mean, okay, if I get some of the iron plus, when when do I apply it? In the fall or in the spring? Well, you apply it any time the tree is growing. If if Mark Peterson talks about uh, the tree, uh, if you're going to fertilize in the fall, fertilize early enough in the fall that the plant can deal with the nutrients. Yeah. Or then, if you don't, fertilize in uh, February. So, okay, so like the first of October would not be too early. No, not think? too early. September or first of October, and then or the other choice is February. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll have to put it on my calendar. All right. Thank you. Okay, Appreciate it. You. Thank you, James. Thank you. you take care. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Got about five minutes before we have to get you caught up with the news. Uh, uh, we will make a statement here. I will make a statement here. Just because your wife wants to plant, that's no reason to plant an unadapted plant, like azaleas, uh, rhododendrons, uh, rhododendrons or uh, even magnolias, or maples, uh, but, but unadapted maples. Is that is that a uh, a philosophy that works very well with your wife, Terry? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that may be the reason <laughs> I don't have a wife anymore. Oh, now we're okay. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight. I couldn't resist. I, I know. The, uh, I was going to go with the Doctor Phil thing of how's that working out for you? Yeah. But I decided oh, it worked out real good. Okay, there you go. All right. See, that's better. You get to do it. But uh, you're right on the magnolias because you can drive down parts of San Antonio and see. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful magnolias, and it's like by the river, river walk. And yeah. we even say that. I mean, if you saw a crepe myrtle, and seriously, down Blanco, drive down Blanco, and you'll see some beautiful magnolias uh, near 410. And right next to them is a crepe myrtle. So you say to yourself, "Okay, well, if they, I know crepe myrtles do well here, I guess that magnolia will too." And it's like, no, they're tough. They are tough. We, we 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 planted one long, long time ago, and. We had to, we got an arborist to try to help it, and they couldn't do anything, and just, it just kept getting punier and punier, and finally. What, a magnolia? Yeah. This was in uh, Monte Vista, too. Did it last five five years? Uh, I don't believe it did, but there was another one. That was the funny thing. There was another one that was planted on, the, it was a big piece of property. It was three different pieces that joined each other, and uh, there was another one that was, actually was doing well. So they planted another one, and thinking, <laughs> okay, well, but no, whatever changed for the magnolias. There you go. 
Well, we we had one when when I married Judy, at her place, and that that looked pretty good for a while. But then when that droughty period came through, it yeah, maybe it just made it said I can't deal with this anymore. It <laughs> oh. just declined. Walked off. He said, "This ain't Mississippi or Louisiana." Yeah. <laughs> well, and uh, Judy made that decision that yeah. no no more fighting with it, and and the, she and the pain, you know, of trying to yeah. Keep yeah. the poor tree alive. I like that gal. Right. She's make make a decision. Stick with it. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Oh, she got one of the white plumbagos. Two of them. Two of them, yeah. Yeah, they look good. Yeah, <laughs> it's it really is surprising. I think we have white plumbago, and it's it's big, and I don't think we have that many blooms on ours. Well, and Jer- these are the Jer- one gallons. If Jerry had it for years and just kind of forgot about it. It obviously didn't bloom every, every no. year yeah, because he would, he, would have, yeah. he would have noticed it. Yeah. But the the ones we'll have to when Trace comes back up, we'll have to ask him if that's maybe that's a special variety or something. Yeah, that would that would be. And, <laughs> and they also, uh, like I said. Uh, Millburger sells several types of Tacoma stands, Esperanza. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, of course, the ones we've recommended all these years was uh, Gold Star Esperanza. And uh, we had some somebody's or some nurseries ship some into Millburgers that uh, were labeled Gold Star but were not Gold Star. But now we have, and we told people, uh, be sure to buy them full bloom. Yeah, because then you can see them. And and the ones we have out there, right there by the sales outlet. Yeah, uh, by the register. Full of bloom. Okay. So and you can the see place, them in. This is a place to get the true ghost. And you can see those in neighborhoods, too. They're starting to bloom oh, up a yeah. storm. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll take a quick break. Be back in a moment. 210-308-8867. Go, Calvin. 210-308-8867. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867 is our number. Give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. We want to hear about it, and we want to see if we can help you. Uh, 210-308-8867. Or come on by Mill Burgers. It's uh, picking up here. Actually, a lot more people than when we started, so uh, people are starting to come out maybe after lunch. Okay. I hope that baby's covered. There's uh, one of your crepe myrtles, Milton. Oh, where, where, where? With uh, the starting of the bloom over there, the kind of a... I think it's oh, a that she got, yeah. dark pink. And the bougainvillea, man, look at that. Is that yeah, what that I is? Wonder. Isn't yeah, that pretty? that is. I don't know. I was wondering where they came from. Uh, they're not hanging. They must be in the greenhouse. Yeah, yeah there's some beautiful summer color here. And, uh, and that there's a wagon of caladiums. Oh, there's oh, yeah. kind of... What, what's in the hanging baskets that kind of looks patriotic? Petunias. Yeah, they're kind of red, white, and blue. Yeah. Now, I, my article next Saturday is Cladiums and uh, Shade, let's see, Shade Lovers, uh, uh, 
Pentas and uh, Coleus and... Uh, I hope you mentioned Purple Heart. I didn't, Jerry. What? I just kind of... It's blooming its brains out in the shade, Art. Uh, well, I apologize to it because oh, I always... man. I always forget it unless it's been seven years of drought <laughs> in a row. Then <laughs> I notice it. Yeah, it, uh, as I was pulling up the, the park today... A, a, an older lady <laughs> came out with a big purple heart plant. Oh, there was had a lot of blooms on it, and uh, I, I was I was going I was going to shout out the window. Don't kill that plant; it's real tender. Yeah. You know, it's really tender. Do I? I haven't noticed. Is, is it? Uh, do the hummingbirds go there in the? Um, butterflies on, on the purple art? I have no idea. Well, let's see. Didn't you find a butterfly? Oh, that was a horse herb. Uh, yeah, horse herb, the black, yeah. the black swallowtails. Yeah, I never have watched. Uh, Either way, even though, even though we've worked around them in a lot of places. <laughs> yeah. But uh, maybe, maybe one of our. Uh, Listener says that has purple heart and is into butterflies. So let us know. There you go. I know they they obviously froze back in both of the freezes we uh-huh. had this uh-huh. year, but uh, they're coming back. But because of the drought, uh, they're slow and not growing as big a bush. Well, they uh, they are discreet. The oh, yeah. survival is their thing, and they know how to do it best. Oh, but, yeah. And yeah, they... Uh, you hardly... You don't... I don't think we've had anybody ever ask us about, you know, how how should I take care of this uh, purple heart? <laughs> Although your na- I don't think you've you, told your neighbors. Yeah, yeah. I said, if you, if you lose a plant here... You're, you, pl- you're plant, on the list. Yeah, they planted about... Uh, 30 or 40 at least Wow! in this bed that they just made in the front yard. And I, I said, if one of them dies, fire the landscape. Because they, they, they almost never die. Speaking, uh, speaking of here, here's our little black, our black swallowtail we were talking about that mm-hmm. likes your uh, horse herb. Yeah. Oh, okay. There he comes. But, uh, but anyway, uh, they're they're growing slow, staying small, but they're not dying. They will not die. It's cool. It's another one of those. Sounds uh, like the cannas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, anybody can grow them. Hmm, that's what Greg Grant said. That's what he said. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if a purple, if ever anybody has ever seen a purple heart. Or wandering Jew die. We put that, throw that open to our listeners. I don't uh, want to talk about it. <laughs> Did you kill? Don't be telling me you killed one. I don't know if it killed it. It just never came back. It just kind of, when everything froze, it kind of yeah, went away and it then goes to the ground. Reminds, it didn't come back. You want me to uh, change the subject because sure. it reminds me. When uh, Jerry was asking about his flares, and he shamed me into, I kind of 
got tired of them and took them out of my one of the beds and didn't didn't bother to to replant them. <laughs> what were they? What are they? The the red the flare uh, hibiscus. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And so then I said, "Well, wait a minute. Now that that flare, the reason it drives me crazy is because it just grows no matter what." Yeah. So let me go over there and see. And sure enough, there's about five little flare plants coming. All right. Happening happen now? Yeah. Where'd it go, and flare? So I quickly got the water hose out there, and, <laughs> and uh, they're, they're not booming. I mean, they're only about uh, three inches tall. That's but, great, though. Yeah. But they're, they're, they're still there. Yeah. And, I, and I apologize profusely to the flare, because <laughs> then I remembered how beautiful the blooms were, and yeah. now I'll just have to deal with the fact that they're Ten feet tall. <laughs> yeah, I got a note. I was looking for it. In fact, I got it this morning from somebody that had flare. Was this the woman the that called flare. last week? The real flare. No. Oh, no. Uh, okay. No. And it was a fe- young, is a fellow, and uh, he sent me some pictures of that. Is it blooming or no? No. From last year. It's it. He said that the. Uh, the uh, more grande had some buds and blooms on it, huh. but the flare was a little later. But the pictures he sent me from last year, that is the true flare. Oh, okay. Now, we think Calvin's is red flare, which is even rarer. It's a seedling of flare. But uh, anyway, any... We need to keep account of all the people who got flare hibiscus because I don't know if there's any available on the market anymore. Well, and that's a shame because it's a worthy, oh yeah, a worthy plant. And I tough as a boot. Yeah. All right. Two Lock, uh, lucky it is because yeah. I, I neglected. You want to come on the air with us? We're doing the radio show. Will you come on the air with us? Sure. Sure. Okay, good. Like Grab the microphone. You'll be on the air. How can we help you? Tell us what's going on here. You show them. You don't want my advice. Show these guys. Show show him first. Okay, tell us what's going on. I got a myrtle. The whole top of it is dead. Or it appears to be dead. Yeah. It's not uncommon. Yeah. You want me to pass that to Calvin? Or, well, I don't know. I'm just asking. Yeah. We're, we've We've been trying to exploring crepe myrtles last few weeks. Okay. And we've gotten a number of emails yeah. of the same kind of thing. That I, and I, I, I think it's just from the February freezes. Uh, That's the only one because I have a whole row of them. It's the first one closest to the street uh-huh. and maybe it sustained the, the oh, most frost. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the same variety, all of yes, them. Yes, the all of them are the same. Well, you're lucky, you're lucky because they're, mm. they have... But... but uh, in general, crepe myrtles are pretty tough and pretty invincible. This one will probably even yeah. catch up and perk up because they they also have a a certain size they reach. So when your other ones get there, they'll just stop and wait for this one to catch up. <laughs> so should I trim the top of that out or leave it alone? You can, you can slim the t- whatever looks best to you, but I'd I'd, I'd cut it out. You the would dead, cut it back the, the dead stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wouldn't you, Jer? Yeah. Sounds great. Okay. What, what? Which one is it? Do you remember, sir? Which 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 crepe myrtle is it? 
<laughs> variety or well, color. Color flower. We'll start uh, with color. Red. Red and okay. how, how tall? It's yeah, at least 10 feet, okay. 10, 12 feet. That's the, uh, which one is that, that uh, one? Uh, <laughs> dynamite. It was the first one. First it's probably red. The dyna- I think it's the dynamite one. Okay. That is a strange thing because the, I never think of the the reds as being kind of taking the lead in the bloom. This year the reds are doing the, seem to be doing the best. And then the, I guess the whites, Natchez, yeah. are doing all right, too. Yeah, Natchez always does all right. Yeah. Well, all righty, gentlemen. Thank you all for right. your time. Thanks. Good question. All right. You guys yeah, have a great day. Help you. Thanks for coming on the air, man. Sure. Good job. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. The number to call to be a people, part of. People are worried about their credit money. I bet they do because they look I so gorgeous. I think you're causing that, Milton. Why am I causing that? By because saying you're, I'm Yeah, you ask Calvin every day, every weekend. Has he but seen the Kramer bloom? Calvin's got like got and the Calvin only neighborhood says, in town. No, I haven't seen the Kramer. You haven't? I yeah, know. Have you seen Kramer's bloom? No, bowl? you have too. You no. were talking about it last weekend. <laughs> but you're scaring the hell out of people. I'm sorry. Know. So what should I say? Just I don't, don't know say, what's happening no, with the Kramer no, this year. Don't say anything. Okay. I, I, I think it's uh, all right. An interesting conversation. I think people expect. Um, Seemed early. Expect a lot from the criminal, but but you, but you know maybe I'm wrong on that because the, there's so much variation in when oh, those crape yeah. myrtles bloom, and so much variation in the reaction to the weather. Right. So maybe maybe this is normal to have just this differences, but I've just never noticed that the red have dominated before. No. Yeah, you know, always always seeing those pink, the old classic pinks. Yeah. And, and the, Probably Bash and Bard pink, the well, original, and and those uh, the Indian tribe pinks, the hybrids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know when they first came out, there were Tuscarora and I forget the, but I I liked I liked Tuscarora yeah. a lot. That's a good one. <laughs> it was kind of a hot pink, but uh, <laughs> the uh, the first hard freeze. Knocked them back pretty bad. Well, you remember we used to uh, <clears throat> uh, tell tell people not to not to mulch them and not to s- try to keep them uh, f- the foliage on and new put new foliage in the fall because yeah. you wanted them to to drop, go dormant, and so they'd perk up because they were always so slow in the spring to perk up unless you they were ready for action. Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Dr. McFadden, uh, before he passed away, used to plant crepe myrtles in Tennessee, uh, right around 42 miles east of Memphis, uh, right by the church uh, in, in town. And uh, he, I think he used Natchez. And uh, periodically they'd freeze down because that's pretty cold there mm-hmm. in Tennessee. Zero, minus ten, and uh, he'd take them down. So he'd just take it down to the ground, and those suckers would be blooming mm-hmm. uh, mid mid year. So, well, that big that freeze we had when what was it? Not the eighty three, but the eighty nine. Eighty nine, yeah. That, that we saw those huge, like those bashing party things, yeah. uh, down to nothing, and then they they were back up. 
oh, half yeah. size, but they were still blue. They were blue. Oh yeah, that same year. No, All right. uh, Milton, you've done well with the. Thank you. Crepe myrtle. Well, I just, Don't I, brag on it. It just seemed early, but uh, but to me, because I mean it's just May. Well, it was just May when we were seeing them. <laughs> but uh, and and to be fair, the ones in our yard, uh, in the backyard, but they have shade, are not blooming. But they will. They always bloom later than anybody else. Yeah. They're late bloomers. All right, two one zero three zero eight. Is were that you a, expression? Were you a late bloomer? Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe bit. so. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. And toll free, it's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. The number to call to be a part of the show. I don't know a, what Warren's I've got a very friendly fly over here, Milton. It's been bothering oh. me for half an hour. Would you take it over for a uh, while? Oh, you need to get some Dawn. Uh, I'm telling you, that Dawn works on flies. Washing the fly? You wash him and he goes away. Uh, I, don't, I don't know where he goes. <laughs> uh, but uh, We had several did, mentions of uh, plants in the shade. Okay, yeah. Did you have a picture of something? Maybe of plants in the shade? <laughs> no, from uh, Billy. No, I didn't see that. I thought you said you had one for Billy. Oh, okay. Warren's sending us a picture. Warren. Warren's oh. sending us a picture, but he's going to call us when he gets a chance, and we'll uh, at one thirty or so okay. talk about the Into Care system. But he has a question for us. So, yeah. Okay. So be on the ball, because Warren's pretty r- tough with these questions. <laughs> anyway, the, uh, the shade uh, <laughs> we were talking about earlier. And uh, Neil Sperry's first question and answer concerns that. Uh, tomato plant struggling is the question, the heading. It's not the heat. Said this year, Neil, the question is, this year my tomato plants seem to have been sunburned. They are seemingly being helped by 40% shade fabric. I've hung on the west side of it. And then Neil jumps in there and says, Tomatoes can handle the Texas sun. Now, that's kind of right. But uh, (laughs) that's why we don't, Neil says, that's why we don't grow them back under shade trees. The uh, the problem with saying that <laughs> is that uh, when you plant a tomato or something under a shade tree, it gets shade almost all day long. It gets no sun. And so that's why they don't do as well in shade as, as they would... Uh, as they would in the sun. Otherwise, I, you know, I planted all those tomatoes in uh, those uh, tubs, plastic yeah. tubs, and uh, of course, I've got birds and the raccoons that are harvesting them. <laughs> the minute there's any color, but they're mo- mostly I'm seeing white fruit, and uh, that's it. Yeah, that's sunburn. Yeah, and that's and I, I'm thinking too that that. Full sun in those uh, containers, cooking them, is, is 
the whole root system is, is getting us a heat source. Yeah, I don't think the root system would damage. But, but you think the, but the top is? The sun, if, it, if the fruit is exposed to sun at this time of the year, it will sunburn. They literally cook. That's why that uh, the skin turns white, uh, uh, kind of pale white. You, do you think one of the solutions would be, uh, I kind of thought they had, they had provided enough nitrogen fertilizer to get yeah. the foliage yeah. thicker, too. Well, that's that's the reason I always talk about we we har- we uh, choose tomatoes that have good foliage cover. A lot of these hybrids oh, okay. uh, these days, they go all to tomatoes and no foliage. So we have to be very careful choosing those. But, uh, and the same way with a watermelon, a watermelon will sunburn or cook. Uh, and that's why sometimes you see uh, growers will cover them with baskets. When once they set fruit, hmm. cover the fruit with baskets. And also throw some of the vine, harvest some of the vine, watermelon vine, and throw it on top of the watermelon. Because oh. if they're exposed to sun, it'll ruin the melon. And sunburn. Another, right. oh. another one of your uh, the wind. Yeah, uh, I used. Uh, I, I've always liked these half uh, the concrete reinforcing, but only half side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that was Except a good idea. With the big winds we've had, they're laid down. They have broken branches with the the fruit. And that, down just like that, yeah. That's not a bad thing either if they're if protected they don't, from the sun. If they don't, uh, if the, the vines don't break. Yeah, yeah. All right, 210-308-8867. We're going to take a break. Uh, before we do, I'll talk to you about the folks over at Tree Hugger Sprinklers. You've heard us talking about them a few times. A very cool product that allows you to be as efficient as possible uh, with that watering. Uh, it's, it's a hinged sprinkler plastic. Opens up, you wrap it around and hug the base of the tree. Oh. And it's the winner of the 2021 Pinnacle Award for Best New Product. Uh, but uh, Millburgers has them, HEB has them. Uh, and uh, you, uh, uh, you'll really be amazed. It's, it allows you to do, uh, like I said, either get right there or get further out and... Yeah. Uh, and what, what, what did I it, have what, a new discovery. I'm so scared. What is your new discovery? Of the, of the little one, for the little one. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kevin and I always talk about have water out for the birds. Oh, do the birds like it? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's funny. And, they, and we talk, uh, Kevin talks about uh, uh, running water. Yeah, recirculation. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll do, make them, some other birds come in. Yeah. Fine. Bring in the migrants for sure. Yeah, but uh, I never have been able to afford that circular thing. <laughs> but it dawned on me. I said to myself, myself. Yeah, and yourself said, yes, Jerry. Yeah, why well, don't you put your sprinkler, the... the uh, Recircular. The uh, tree hugger. Tree hug. I've got the small one. Right. To, in the... In the uh, Bird bath with the water growing very slow, you know, I oh, mean, almost and dripping. Yeah. And I put it in there and then opened the tree hugger up to where all the, it's around all the edges of the, of the bird bath. 
and it fills the birdbath up and then a little, lets a little run out periodically. And the birds found it in 30 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah, they love Red that. bird, uh, uh, white-winged doves. Very cool. And and I imagine the hummingbirds are going to find you it. You need to take some pictures. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We've got to take a quick break. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Uh, this is 930 AM, The Answer. Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Trace is up on the porch with us. Let me turn your mic up. Yeah. So, uh, hey, one of the things we've noticed uh, and been bragging on is the white plumbago. It's different. It's yeah. We didn't recognize it. Why is it different? Uh, well, it's white instead it, of it is iridescent blue. So it, it, a faux crown. If you put if you're growing your plumbago where it's more shaded than sunny at night you can't see the blue but you can see white so how, how do i phrase this see if i phrase this kind of okay well the, the, the oh, he's just going to go straight for it okay go for it well i just have thinking the the bloom frequency is just greater than we're used to with the white. Yeah, I was going to say, is that typical for the white? No, but the, these are under perfect circumstances coming from a growing operation okay. where they've fertigated. You like, the, you like that word? Man. Fertigated its entire <laughs> life. Can we say that on the air? I think so. <laughs> yeah. I just did. Okay. Kind of turns us on, huh? Well, well I don't know. I don't but, know what uh, yeah, but they're, they're, they're beautiful. So, yeah, they are. so historically, no, it won't bloom quite as much as the Blues, but uh, you certainly can't see it at night when yeah, it is blooming. And it is pretty. Kind of like the white cyclamen. You, know, you can see that at night, but you can't see those darker colors. What is the other one? What is the. Uh, there is another one that if you. I think you were saying if you had like parking lot lights or. The, pur- the purple one. Oh, okay. Yeah, they glow. Okay. On cyclamen. The. Uh, cyclamen. Okay. What is, right. it, what is the one with the real fragrant. Uh, Blooms at night, the uh, blooming... Buena de noche? Night blooming jasmine? Yes. Okay. They're, we, they're started, they're, they're we, blooming now. We, we have that. Ooh. Are they in bloom? No. Close, But, but right. they are uh, budded up, and they are good-sized plants out of Florida. They look pretty good. So for those of you who don't know what that is, back in the old days, back uh, Jerry's time, before oh. air conditioners... Man, people would plant that on the south side of their house, and they would open their windows at night and allow that fragrance to permeate through the house. Yeah, and, and uh, that was its biggest use back then. And it even works when you had uh, sliding doors in the way. You know, oh, okay. it took me it took me a while to figure out what is that <laughs> that smell. You know, oh, it's very fragrant. Oh gosh, potent, potent fragrance. Yeah. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. But you might you might want to try that. That is a pretty spectacular plant. Once somebody gets uh, has one that's successful, they they <laughs> latch onto them and uh, uh, keep keep growing them. Uh, they're you pretty and, tough too. Even you and Milton can smell. Yes, that is one that yeah. 
Well, I think and, you're part Tennessee hound dog because yeah. you smell things that no one else does. And the sweet peas are blooming, and then that's another thing I can smell. The sweet peas. Yeah, okay. Sweet. Yeah. And what, let's hey, our, our buddy Warren Remy's on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey there, Warren. I haven't shown the picture yet. How you doing? Doing great. What a beautiful day, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost 100, Remy. Oh, it's it. Well, it is a hundred. I'm I'm telling you, it's over a hundred. <laughs> what are you doing today? You running around? No, we um, we're wife and I are uh, moving some furniture around. We're bringing her daddy, her 94 year old daddy, here to the house for a couple of weeks. No, oh, and okay. so we're yeah we're moving some things around. And uh, my wife's brother has green thumbs and green fingers that guy can he can grow anything and my wife kills everything she looks at except for me <laughs> but goodness thank you so she, she went, pay up your on your on your life insurance <laughs> she she went over to Millburger and she bought some plants and the one i uh, sent you the photo of is a geranium and okay i have never seen a plant that demands water in the morning and the evening, both. <laughs> this right, plant. That's not a geranium. Plant, Let's start there. It gets mad at me if I don't water it. And um, we took the family uh, to the coast over the weekend. And when we got back, this thing was just laying flat, just, just like it was dead flat. First thing I did was water it. An hour later, this thing had perked up. And I gave it another little shot of water. Two hours later, it was like. So it's either a New Guinea. It's either a New Guinea impatient or a Sun impatient. They look identical. Um, New Guineas generally don't recover from getting dry, and Sun patients do. Okay. But uh, so it's not a geranium. First things first, it's not a geranium. Okay. Is it safe for Warren to tell his wife that? Uh, I don't know. I don't, okay. I don't know her very well. Well, it sounds like that uh, Warren will have to give up his job so that just he can take, say, care the... just take care of that plant. Yeah. Just keep watering and watering. Do you have any suggestions on how to maintain the water on this little? Well, my first thing is uh, water in the morning. What? How much sun have you got that in, Warren? Well, when, when I put it in full sun, it gets real mad at me. And yeah. by by three o'clock in the afternoon, it's screaming at me, wilting. <laughs> so I I figured out I needed partial sun. And yeah, you're right. It, it's not the geranium; it's the other one. She bought two, and uh, I confuse those names. But um, the uh, yeah, the impatience. And so the partial sun, it loves partial sun. So it's it's happy again. But you know, my nine-year-old granddaughter, uh, she she hit me with, "What does the ocean say to the beach, Milton?" I don't know. What does the ocean say to the beach? Nothing. It just waves. Oh, Bobo. <laughs> hey, that's my, uh, she, my nine-year-old granddaughter. That's she great. would fit right on this radio show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
We uh, we had we had vegetable jokes last week. I'm trying to remember them now. <laughs> I hope you uh, can't. Okay, uh, yeah, the Calvin. One, gets the one that you told needs to be forgotten. Which one? I, the, I, I the one on the on the. Uh, you uh, told you the, told the, it. the chickpeas or the pumpkins? I think it was chickpeas. Yeah, that, Warren. That just needs to be forgotten. There was a guy at HEB. Uh, they spilled some chickpeas, and he was stepping on them. And all of a sudden, I was watching. All of a sudden, the police came. And they were all over this guy. They charged him with homicide. Oh. <laughs> okay. Trace is saying, I begged you not to tell that. I, I stand by my, that, that one needs to be forgotten. Well, the reason we wanted you to call Warren Remy of Spider-Man Pest Control was uh, Calvin had some questions on the Care mosquito uh, system. And uh, kind of, uh, so will you tell us a little bit? You're one of the, uh, are you still the only place that has it? You're certainly one of the few. Yeah, I'm one of the few. There are a few of us here in San Antonio that were chosen Ooh, wow. to to take the system. And, um, you know, you we, we couldn't just go online and buy this thing. Today you can do that, but originally... There were a few of us that were chosen, and it's it's really phenomenal that the people in Norway came up with this formula of insect growth regulators and sexual attractants of the mosquitoes, <laughs> which which makes the unit very unique as to everything else the the adult mosquito lands in the solution as she's laying her egg she picks up this powder that has the adulticide in it and the insect growth regulator she lays her eggs and she flies off up under the leaves of the bushes to rest where they rest during the day all the time so guys that spray that's where they want to spray is they want to spray up under leaves to kill adults. But with with this kind of system, you don't really want to kill those adults. You want them to go about their business and deposit this powder all the way around and, and go back and lay some more eggs. And you get a domino effect of this kill. And the cool thing about it is that no effect on butterflies. No. Oh, that no was effect. Calvin's question. Yeah. Yeah. No effect it? on any lepid. I can, oh my God! I can't even say it anymore. Lepidoptera, Calvin. <laughs> Lepidoptera. Listen, the I'm yeah. telling you that Warren knows his stuff. Butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> but. but it's totally safe, and that's what's cool about it. And um, we uh, we haven't retained a hundred percent of our customers from last year, but we've retained uh, over 80% from last year. Some folks are really impatient. They see one mosquito and, and they say, it's not working good. It's not working good. And, and so, you know, they don't give it a chance, but the folks that really understand it, they, they know that we get a great reduction of, uh, of the population and a domino effect and especially in this heat, those mosquitoes are still going crazy. Mm. I was wondering about that, too. 
Yeah, it might be interesting for uh, those of us that are really into butterflies. It might be interesting for us to do a little test, you know, like 10 of us uh, to put that that kind of system in. And, and uh, All right, so I'm going to interject. The thing that they put them in or put the product in wouldn't allow a butterfly to get into it. No, no, so, no problem uh, into it here, but uh, the, the little design that way. It's it's really got a very unique shape to it. It's it's um, it's almost kind of like a, a bowl shape, and then the lid is concave, and it's really not attractive at all to butterflies. So the the it's, chemistry is not an issue. It's they, just the the physical yeah, they, shape. They did a ton of research on this thing and. Like at, at Disneyland, where they've got the the uh, flowering plants that attract the butterflies, they've got these into care units right there in with the plants that attract the butterflies. So, hmm. you know, it's it's pretty proven. Hmm. It's very cool. And I can, Calvin, if you want, we can bring a couple of them over to your house and you can put them around your butterflies and you can oh. see your for yourself yeah or just uh if we got some got them at milbergers i'll look at them too and uh uh just kind of you know write every few weeks i write about uh butterfly uh increasing your success with butterflies and we'll include that in one of the yeah, I don't. Articles. I don't think y'all sell the units here, do you? No, no. no. We have we have they, a few. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, you do have a few. We do have a few. Okay. Yeah. Well, they thank got, you, they Warren. Got them here. Yeah, Warren. That's, that's great information. Thank you. That's Warren. And I really, I really want to thank the people at Millburger, those ladies out there that that provide those customers with services and answer questions. Many of those ladies recommend us, and I really want to thank them. That's Greatly. sweet. Yay. What about Trace? Isn't he do anything like that? I'm the one with the weird questions. Yeah, Trace <laughs> has the weird questions for Warren. Yeah, we, we love Trace also. Yeah, I was I was going to get into the chemistry here, and now he just has blocked it by the, just the physical shape. The, bur- yeah. the butterfly can't get in there, can't understand that. It's only about 25 times as large as that mosquito or 30 times as large as that mosquito. Right, yeah. It's, Warren, thanks again, man. Sounds and, good. Yeah, I'd like I need to explore that a little bit. However, we do it, Warren, and I appreciate the information. Okay, well, thank you so much. I'll be safe back. out there. Take care of that plant, uh, and don't look directly into her eyes. Um, okay. okay. <laughs> I like Marilyn. I'm sorry, Marilyn, if you're listening. Uh, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control is uh, who Warren is with, and you can give him a call today at two one zero six five six thirty seven twenty one. 210-656-3721 or GoSpiderManPest.com. Are you noticing butterflies? No, a hummingbird out there. Oh, no. a hummingbird? Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Did you have? I, I don't know. I got lost in all that. Uh, you got lost with a homicide. <laughs> all right. Well, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and get you caught up, okay? 210-308-8867. Give us a call. Tell us what's going on on 930 AM, The Answer.
so far away doesn't anybody stay in one place anymore it would be so fine to see your face at my door doesn't help to know you're just time and away welcome back to no burgers gardening south texas on 9:30 a.m. the answer Hey, another uh, sponsor you should check out is Deck and Patio Care. Barry Hagendorf has been doing this since about the mid-'80s and helping people keep uh, their decks looking great, looking new again, helping them keep them in order so they can enjoy them more, repairing them if they need to. Uh, and, and making them such a good place where the porter weed and the butterflies can congregate. Is that right? Okay. <laughs> no, I was just te- uh, teasing. Uh, do they congregate on your deck? Oh, gosh, yeah. Okay. So if you have if that deck doesn't look like it should or how you think it should, go to deckandpatiocare.com and check out the pictures that before and after will uh, show you, wow, okay, yeah, when Barry says it really can look new again, it really can look new again. So it's deckandpatiocare.com. Barry will help you out, and you'll enjoy working with him too. 210-822-9147, 210-822-9147, but easier to remember at deckandpatiocare.com. Sharon is on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hi there, Sharon. What's going on? I want to know if it's the right time to propagate tomatoes for the next fall. Potatoes? Tomatoes. 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 Propagate tomatoes? What's that? Can we cut? Can we take uh, cuttings off of them and, and root them? Yes, uh, some people do that. Uh, what what varieties do you have? Oh, uh, celebrity. Yeah. Red snapper. All right. Um, rodeo this year. Okay. And there was one of a yellow, I think it was. Okay. And you just want to take a cutting uh, rather than buy a new plant? Yeah, because they're always so hard to find in the fall. You can try. Uh, people do that, have done that for years. And uh, what, you, what you'll need is uh, insect and disease-free uh, new growth. And uh, you'd, you'd uh, I, I'd say you might, if you use a rooting hormone, such as hemonidin or, yeah, or rooton, some of those, uh-huh. after, after, immediately after you cut it, dip it into that and uh, grow it in uh, perlite, straight perlite. Right. And uh, keep it in the shade. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, basically, you follow the same recommendations that uh, you do on roses to try to root roses. And uh, that's on plantanswers.com under propagation, under the top heading of propagation. And if you if you look real closely and real hard, you'll see Milton's right up on uh, Rudy. You have Rudy. to look really close. <laughs> really close. It's like but, a little little gem that you find. But anyway, keep it in the shade. And, and uh, a lot of people uh, will put a, a 
a plastic little plastic cover over it. Oh, okay. They must be in the shade, though, to do that. And uh, you've got to realize when you put that little plastic co- uh, cover on there, uh, you'll see them uh, have condensation on the inside of the bag. Right. And, and when that happens, you have to take take open the bag and uh, let it dry out and then put the bag back. Because if you leave it complete uh, condensation on it, it'll rot. Hmm. But uh, but anyway, that's uh, that's the way you want to do it. It takes about uh, four to let's see something like a week or ten days to root real oh. good. It's and uh, so that that means that you want to uh, start them in July. Uh, in other words, you'll start your, well, let's see, it's pretty close to July now. But anyway, it, it's pretty close. Uh, but, uh, make sure you get a fresh cutting. In other words, it's just in. Just yeah, I did. <laughs> I've already done all but put it in the plastic bags, like you said. So I'm okay, not okay, good. Well, they, they, they root pretty easily. Okay. And, and if, I just didn't. Uh, I, like, I thought I was getting too late to do it. No, you uh, you just right on the time for fall planting because you okay, want then. you want them to Did be rooted well uh, so they can go in the garden uh, in the July first part of April. Till okay. Till the middle of April. Hey, Sharon. Uh, yeah. You're you're a, a longtime master gardener and men's garden club member. Do you do you remember Sandra Bump? No. Okay, I'm trying to uh, locate her, and uh, so I was <laughs> going to see if you uh, uh, I, I, had I, her had her in one of your lists. Was um, she a master gardener? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Hang on a minute. Let me yeah, look well, at well, don't, well, don't, don't, don't give the number on the air, though. If no. you find it, tell us. No, and no. We'll, have, we'll have you give it to Al. I th- okay. I, bad news. Uh, I, I think she's passed. No, she's not. Oh, no. I got a, a letter from her, a note from her. Oh, where And I don't have grave. a You think everybody's <laughs> passed. <laughs> or her, her daughter, Dawn, would be just as yeah. good. I, I, know, I know that she... Uh, Did we... She went to school with Dr. Sam Cotner. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, they went to school together. Yeah, she was quite. She's quite a gardener. <laughs> did, His, uh, did, uh, we, did we finish answering your question, Sharon? No, I was. Uh, I wanted okay. to know if uh, if it made any difference with those tomatoes whether they were. Uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, Hard you know, enough. For the, the one that no, the ones that. Uh, Daylinks, uh, daylinks, yeah. No, the, they're they're day neutral. Determinant or indeterminant, or yeah, there's what I wanted to, wanted to know. Most uh, most of the ones you named with the hybrids that we put on the market are semi-determinant. 
meaning they're not uh, indeterminate and they're they're not a true dwarf so they're okay. semi-determinate you got good varieties there so when well, you gonna start the project I've already already started. Started. I, did oh. I just wanted to know if I did it right. You <laughs> did it right. Well, All right. <laughs> well, whether I need to oh. do something how, else. How did, the, uh, how did those varieties perform for you this year? The first one I got tomatoes on was the uh, rodeo tomato. Okay. And I think even before early girl, to my oh, surprise. Good. Good. And I think the next one was Celebrity. Okay. I had them planted at two different stages. I, I planted it two different times. Okay. But did, the, did the rodeo tomato do pretty good for you? I think it did. Okay. Uh, I, I do mine in containers, so it's not a real good, yes. you know, <laughs> the best the yeah. bestest thing. But uh, for me, it did, it did pretty good. That's good. Uh, well, I did we, get early have, this year. We haven't heard a lot of feedback on that. Not yeah. Not as much positive as we expected. Yeah. Well, okay. I think our this year is going to be a determinant of <laughs> some of that too. Yeah, uh, this is this is a tough year to do any kind of testing. Yeah, yeah I'm grow, surprised that mine did so well. Keep your cuttings. So go ahead. Keep keep bragging, Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, keep your cuttings in uh no more than uh, morning sun and definitely afternoon shade. Okay. I probably need to take them over and put it back and put them on the patio and uh okay. where it's, uh keep them out of that sun. Well it'll be like putting them in a greenhouse type open greenhouse. Oh yeah. Hmm. Okie doke. Uh, right. Sharon, if you find that number, tell tell Al. Okay. And Don't tell Sandra us on the Bump, air, okay? Bump, B U M P. She's spelling it. B B U M P. Yeah. Okay. Bump. Thanks, Sharon. Okay. Thank she's you. not. She's not on the men's garden club listing. I can tell you uh, that. Okay. So, right. but I can. I'll ask around. I yeah, think oh, yeah, and if they if they just want, she or her daughter want to give me a call or, or there you go, drop, drop it. Yeah, that'll be that'll great. work too. Or and check the and uh, check the check the cemetery. Stop it. Was her daughter's last name Bump also? No, actually, she's a former councilman name. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Don is the first name. Don Bump. <laughs> and I can't oh, remember okay. the, the her her uh, yeah, last just, name. Just check in the cemetery for Stop bumps. Stop it! There can't be too many bumps there. <sighs> Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that, people. It, okay, I agree with Calvin. All right. Okay, Thank you, Sharon. I'll, I'll Take around. Okay. Bye bye. Thank you. Right. Bye bye. 210-308-8867. Uh, 210-308-8867. Got a little less than four minutes left. Anything else we need to cover? Y'all were talking about okra? Is yeah. That, is that what that yeah. is, you think? Oh, yeah. And, and I'm sure we've got uh, okra seed here. And Yeah, we do. Uh, people may think it's too late to plant okra, but the commercial people used to plant their fall okra in May. They were direct seed in May, 
and harvest in the fall. Okay. So you can you can do that, and we've got uh, Oscar Oscar Okra here. And Oscar is amazing. It'll yeah. produ- produce fruit no matter what kind of soil it's in and how yeah. tall it is. Yeah. I've, I've been uh, had it in growing in <laughs> places I didn't expect it, and three feet tall, and there's okra at the end. No, of the yeah, stamps. smaller. All right. So we've got that I, here. I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to ask uh, Warren, but he got so excited about that other stuff uh, that uh, I, I found an article that says animals are on the search for food and water, which have been driving, drying up most of the spring and summer during this long drought. Uh, <laughs> the uh, a lot of people myself included, inadvertently provide lots of resources these animals need, food, water, shelter, and so on. And a lot of animals are just seeking out what they need to survive. And unfortunately, that means they're coming in contact with people. Well, my my pet skunk and two possums Mm -hmm. and several raccoons that's coming after the dog food. Would, uh, it, would it be evil if I w- wish that the skunk sprayed Jerry? <laughs> I don't go out there. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't fool with Go on his, his, his son and his uh, yeah, cats. Yeah, let's have go to put up with that. Yeah. <laughs> Got about a minute now. Okay. And it, but anyway, uh, they talk about how to con- convert starve that. Trash cans with lids not firmly closed. Dog food and water bowls. That's out on my backpack. Yeah. Well-watered lawns, no. Shaded area, yes. Holes and cracks in siding. Poor weather stripping around doors and windows. And clutter around the house are a few magnets for pests. And the amazing thing I've noticed... Well, since we're putting uh, dog food out on the patio, is the birds, birds and squirrels. Like the dog food? Yeah. Okay. Well, have you noticed the, the grackles when they come sweeping into the porch yeah. here <laughs> after the cat food? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you better you better not be in their, in their route because they, they're, they're dedicated to getting to the cat food. And if you're in Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.